and welcome to A2I Dyslexia Podcast. Uh, this podcast has been kindly funded by the National Lottery Community Fund and we are very grateful to have received this. My name is Elizabeth Tetchy. I'm the founder of A2I Dyslexia, also known as Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia. Um, today's podcast is titled Dyslexia and BAME. We have the wonderful Maurice McLeod. He's also a councillor of Wandsworth, so councillor Maurice McLeod, um, who is joining us today in our podcast. He's a journalist, he's a writer, he's also dyslexic. Maurice, welcome to A2I Dyslexia Podcast. Maurice, you are such an inspiration, honestly, true inspiration to, to our community because um, I get phone calls all the time, emails, phone calls, messages, and people have lost hope because they think like, you know, having dyslexia and being black and people say, well, actually, you know, I'm in denial. I've gone for the assessment, they've told me I am, I don't even want to accept it. And then it leads up to stigma. What will people say about me and so forth? So I'm going to ask you a question on stigma. How does it make you feel, you know, dyslexia and stigma? How have you dealt with that? On a, on a per, internally, I don't have any stigma about it. You know, like I say, these are the things that make, make me up. You know, um, mm. I don't think I'd be the same writer as I was if I wasn't dyslexic. It's not just about the words. It's, it's about how my brain processes things. And the fact my brain processes things slightly different to most other journalists, that's a plus. That means when I go to write something or think about something, I think about, you know, I think about it from a black perspective, from a, you know, working class perspective, from a inner London council estate, and from a, you know, all of those things are part of me. So I don't, um, I don't have any of that. Um, whether other people, when I say, oh, I'm dyslexic, um, and, I, you know, I'd love, I'd love to say, oh, no, I, I've always shouted it from the rooftops certainly in journalism when I was starting off I didn't tell anybody because you know whether they would have judged me or not I you know it was already I was already precarious me being there I was already the only black person I was already the only person from my background if I throw that into the mix as well you know it just felt like you know that they, they I don't know if they were ready to to cope with that but we talk, don't forget we're talking about 25 years ago we're talking about slightly different era and I'd like to think uh, people are a bit more yeah, knowledgeable now mm. um but in turn but, but as it comes when it comes to now uh, you know when I tell people whether it's at the council or or you know wherever whenever I tell people I'm dyslexic I don't feel any stigma coming back I um and if, if I'm being if I'm being really honest then I probably tell people now because I know they'll go, oh, you're a journalist and you're, uh, I want them to have that surprise, but not because, uh, oh, haven't I done well to get over this? It's not about that. It's, oh, okay, so someone just would, because I'm not, I'm not a junior journalist anymore. I'm, you know, I'm the chief exec of the charity that I run and I'm a counselor. You know, these are, mm. uh, whether rightly or wrongly, these are, these are um, not junior positions. And so, uh, it's not like someone's going to look at me and go, oh, oh, he shouldn't be doing that. It's more, oh, and he got to that being a dyslexic. So I, so I tell people, you know, quite a lot now, and I don't see any stigma at all, whether they have it or not. That is not something that they <laughs> they show me, and I would I would yeah. bat it down straight away if someone gave me a oh poor you type look or anything ridiculous like that. I would I'd uh, I'd um, I'd put that back to them quite quickly. So I don't see that at, at the moment. I see people going, oh, 
oh wow and you re- and you read that and you wrote all of that stuff and you you know it's it's that sort of response yeah yeah oh that's awesome thank you so much for that um Morris I'm gonna move on up to my next question very quickly what advice would you give to the BAME to BAME dyslexics who are struggling during pandemic both in a workplace or within the education setting that's a lot of information in one but it's basically what advice would you give yeah to anyone who's struggling during this pandemic you know, there's so many there are so many people struggling during this pandemic one one of the things I absolutely see as a counselor is it, it, you know that you know the 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 real challenges that some people not just because of dyslexia, not just because of race, not, you know, just all sorts of reasons are going through. I mean, um, in my, I guess, professional uh, circles, um, everyone's quite middle class and, and, and what have you, and they're still struggling. They've still been struggling with lockdown and isolation and worrying about the kids and all that. And and not to not to diminish their struggle, but I, I sort of say, look, I've, I've been talking to a, a woman on an estate with four kids who are all using her smartphone to do their homework with. And one of the kids has got ADHD and one of the kids, you know, that's, so there's different levels of, of, of struggle that have gone on through this pandemic. Um, I mean, there are, if, if, if there are so many, that the, the thing that's, I think has come out of this, as, as we kind of knew it was, is, is the strength of our community. You know, um, I think for, for a while now, for, for, for some decades, some some politicians have been arguing, oh, community doesn't exist. We're all individuals. We all sort of strive and all that matters is looking after us and our family and yada, yada, yada. I think that, I, I hope that this pandemic in particular has, has shown that that doesn't fly, that we are, we're so connected. I mean, you couldn't get something that proves our connection more than a disease that's passed on by us being in proximity with each other. Uh, um, and so I, you know, organisations like yours. Um, you know, I, I, I run I run uh, Race on the Agenda, which is a charity that that um, supports BME led charities and tries to to build them up, make sure that they're in in a in a good place to do the things they need to do for our community. Um, so I see how many amazing organisations there are out there, uh, and amazing individuals there are out there. And, and so um, I think that sometimes people, especially if they're in a hard place, you, you sort of, um, you look to, I don't know, the council or whatever, you don't get the help you want and you think, oh, well, that's it, there's no help. But, but people can sometimes forget, you know, to, to actually look for the community groups, look for, um, look for the organizations out there that can support them. Um, you know, no one's here to do anything on their own. No one has to struggle through uh, on their own, we're a social species as an animal. You know, that's what humans are. We're social. We, we, we are supposed to help each other. We are supposed to ask for help. Um, so, um, yeah. All I, all I, all I say to it to people that are struggling is, um, is one, you're not on your own. You're definitely not on your own. Um, and the thing you are struggling with will pass at some point. It's going to be in your back mirror, in your in your wing mirror. You're going to be seeing it move behind you. Um, and, and you know you will be in a different place. So just because something is horrible now, it's not permanent. And uh, you know, take a step back, get support, and find ways of find find the steps that you need to take to get to the place that you want to be. Whether that's a new job or being treated differently at your job, whatever it might be, there, there's support out there. Um, 
I think we, we sometimes try to be too strong. We, we go, right, I just need to somehow keep going and it's weak to sort of say that I, I'm struggling or it's weak to uh, men in particular as well, I think, I think, uh, and black men in particular as well. I think that that's, that's something we have. It's, it's, and it's understandable. I get what, I get why we're like that, but we, we really struggle to go, to be vulnerable and say, look, I, I just need some help now. Um, but so that would be, that would be my first thing is, is, is ask, look and ask for help because it's there. Wonderful. I think for me, what was really scary is when in the news, as soon as you put the news on, some of the things you hear is um, BAME community are more likely to die from COVID. And, and you say, oh my goodness, you know, that, that was just another layer for me. You know, I'm dealing with my dyslexia. I'm dealing with being a black, I'm being, dealing with being a woman. I'm dealing with maybe not having a job because of, um, you know, what, nobody knew what was going to happen on the 23rd of March when, when we were told that it's going to be pan, this pandemic. And then you switch on the TV and you say, oh, more BAME community are dying of COVID. And you think, goodness me, yeah. that put a lot of fear, that put a lot of anxiety and, and so forth. Um, I, yeah, so I, you know. I think, you're, I think you're really right. Um, it certainly had that impact on me. Um, I, I, you know, I was working with Marsha, so I was mm. really keeping abreast of the news and whatever. And when the first... Um, I think it was the best three or four doctors died of, of COVID. To me, it was like they're all black or Asian. Mm. The first thing I saw, and it wasn't a while, it was a while later that, that that was accepted that that's what was happening. But but I, I don't think that's unconnected to why the George Floyd thing had such an impact. I mean, it was a horrible, sorry, you know, the, the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, obviously, it was a horrible thing that sparked it. But I think part of that, you know, oh my God, we're, 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 we know what we're struggling under already. Now there's COVID, which is killing us more than anyone else, it, it seems. And now we're, and now there's this, this racism and stuff that was always been there. It was a real visceral, we can't have this anymore. And, and um, I saw real passion. And I'm not talking about, you know, the, the sporadic bits of, of people getting too passionate. I saw real passion and determination on the street. So, so I, I think that, I don't think those two things are unconnected. I think the fact that we've gone through COVID and as, as a community, we'd looked and seen people that look like us dying and suddenly, you know, we're seeing that as well. And we thought, Actually, no, we've had enough now. And so, so I think those things are connected. Yeah. Wonderful, excellent. Honestly, I, we could talk forever. I just love, you know, it's just it's just so amazing. I did say to our listeners, we are saving the best to last. Uh, so today's podcast is about dyslexia and BAME becoming your best self. I have one last question and then we'll bring it to an end. And that is, what are your strengths as a dyslexic? Oh, what are my strengths as a dyslexic? Um, oh, so, so I, I think uh, it's, it's, that's, that's a hard one because like I say, I, I don't, I I I think of myself as as a lots lots of things. I don't think okay, this is my strength. This is my strength as a black man. It's it's all of me. Um, I think that my dyslexia uh, has like I say, it, may, it means I read slower, but it also means that I read I read in a really quite um, uh, detailed way. So if I read something, I really read it, and so I have to so that I, it goes in my head. But in that in that struggle for comprehension, it means that I, I, I sometimes spot things that other people haven't spotted because they just read normally. And I'm like, hang on, so that, 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 and I've really taken the time to, to get the start, to try and understand what that sentence means. But in doing that, it, it adds to my comprehension. So, so I, 
I find I find it a lot with journalism, a lot with being a counselor that, that I, um, you know, I, I might not spot the things that everyone spots, but I spot something that I spot stuff that nobody else sees. I spot stuff that that um, that most people you know, just brush past. And it's because I'm 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 making myself be methodical and I'm you know, I, I think I, I didn't say that. I don't think I said earlier, but to, to listen to the council papers, I, I I I use them digitally, and then I do I you know I get them read to me via via my computer. Um, but I'll do that two or three times, and so I really get into my dyslexia makes me get into the detail, which makes me spot things that maybe other people don't spot. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, what advice would you have for a young black man who's listening to this podcast right now, who's got dyslexia, and who feels that there's no hope? What advice would oh, you have? Oh gosh, there's that. There is that. There's absolutely hope. Like I was saying uh, about struggling from COVID, there's absolutely hope. We you, we just need to be better at asking. It's not it's not a sign of weakness to ask. It's a it's you know the, the weakness is in sitting there not not you know, not putting your hand out, you know, you, you run an organization, there's, there's so many people out there who are just sitting there going, we're here to help you. So, so, so don't, don't, you know, don't, don't ever let, let that be the case. And there's no, there's no, there's no limits to what you can achieve. Um, you know, being, that we live, we live in a world now where, where we're all supposed to be so much more inclusive and uh, allow, you know, employers have, have promised to be inclusive and, and have said that that's what they're gonna do. There are laws that protect our right to be able to, to engage in, in the way that we should. So, so use those. And if you don't have the knowledge, then, then talk, to, talk to organizations like, like, like yours, Elizabeth, that, that mm. can help them. Do, do, there's, 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 um, there's no reason to sit on your own. There's no reason to, to feel um, to feel forlorn. Look, look, you know, re remember the world that we live in and think about the situations that other people are in, you know, and I'm not saying there's no problems in Britain, there are lots, but we have so many, so many more opportunities and options compared to people all over the world. You know, we're, we're black, we're connected to the world. We, we know, we know what, we know what some of our cousins are going through. So, so there's no, um, there's no, we, there's no time to be sorry for ourselves. We need to, you know, say what the issue is, work out what it is, and find and then find help and and get to a different place, and then you'll be in a place to help other people. Absolutely, thank you so much, Maurice. I could just let this go on and on and on, but we have to bring it to an end. I'm afraid. Thank you so much for coming on A to Dyslexia Podcast. It's just been amazing, and I knew it. I did. I remember saying to my staff. Um, uh, this this afternoon i said i am really looking forward to the last bit of our podcast becoming your best self during covid19 which has kind of been funded by the national lottery um community fund maurice thank you so much you. um for coming on the show sorry on a podcast rather and keep up the good work there is you are such an inspiration to so many people you're so an inspiration to me I'll be honest with you. I run a dyslexia organization. I can't spell dyslexia to save my life. So here we go. <laughs> Thank you. It's really kind. It's really kind to, for you to say that. And let me know how I can help and be engaged in what you're doing. I, I think it's brilliant. Well so thank you very much, Councillor Maurice McLeod, 
for coming on A2I Dyslexia podcast. It's been such a pleasure having you on, on our podcast. And I really hope that, you know, young people, young black boys, young black girls, you know, young girls who really want to get into journalism, who want to get, become a writer, who um, want to be a counsellor, because I think we should really encourage this, would definitely be listening to the po this podcast and um, decide that, you know, one day this is what I want to do. Or even if it's not for a young person and somebody who's mature and have, have, have been thinking about becoming a counsellor, hopefully, and got dyslexia, this may be the door that they can use to break through. It's been a pleasure having you on our show. I just want to say thank you so much and look after yourself. Bye-bye for now. The Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia podcast, All Things Dyslexia, is funded by the National Lottery Community Fund and presented by Elizabeth Tashi. It's produced and distributed by Salt and Pepper Productions.